Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful Human rights in Islam and refutation of the misconceived allegations associated with these rights By Suleyman Abdurrahman Al-Huqail, PhD, Professor of Education Imam Muhammad bin Saud, Islamic University Part 2 Chapter 1, page 21. The concept of human rights and its evolution through history. First, the concept of human rights. 1. The use of the two terms, human and rights, in Quran and Sunnah. 2. Definition of human rights as prescribed by secular legislation. A. The first school that attributes human rights to common freedoms. B. The second school believes that human rights should be independent and should not be mixed with other freedoms. Second, historical background of human rights through history. A. Islam has established human rights for more than 14 centuries. B. Development of human rights in secular legislation. First, or firstly, the concept of human rights. When talking about human rights in Islam and in man-made laws, we need to define the terms of human rights according to the Islamic view and the secular view, respectively. One. Human Rights Terminology in the Qur'an and Sunnah In the Arabic language, the word haq means right, truth, and reality as well. The plural form of this word is huquq. Haq, truth, is the opposite of falsehood. Allah says, and cover not truth with falsehood, nor conceal truth when you know. The word haq has been repeated 283 times in different places in the Quran, starting from chapter 1, where Allah ordains Allah disdain not to use the similitude of things, even of nat, as well as anything above it. Those who believe know that it is the truth from their Lord. Through a uh, uh, from their Lord through Surah 103, in which Allah says, uh, through Surah 103, in which Allah says, and do righteous deeds and join together in the mutual enjoining of truth and of patience and constancy. In this context, this term, Haq, has been re- repeated in the Holy Quran 226 times. Uh, meaning, while it has been repeated, uh, while it has been repeated some 158 times in Sunnah, one name of Allah is Al-Haq, derived from the same root. We read in the Holy Quran, then are they returned unto Allah, their true protector. Allah also says, high above all is Allah the King, the truth. 
we also read this is so because Allah is the reality. In addition to the fact that the term Haq is one of the names of Allah, it is also a descriptive name given to the book and religion revealed by Allah. It is thus reported in the Quran, O mankind, the messenger hath or has come to you in truth from Allah your Lord. Allah also says, what cause uh, can we have not to believe? What cause can we have not to believe in Allah? and the truth which has come to us. It has been revealed in the Quran, but the people reject this, though it is the truth. Also, the truth hath hath or has indeed come to thee or to you from your Lord or thy Lord, so be in no wise of those in doubt. Allah says, that which hath or has been revealed unto thee or unto you from thy Lord, your Lord, is the truth. In another verse, it is, it is, or it has been revealed. In another verse, it has been revealed. Has not the time arrived for the believers that their hearts, in all humility, in all humility, should engage in the remembrance of Allah and of the truth which has been revealed to them? Allah also says, "It is He who has sent His messenger with guidance." and the religion of truth. Allah the Almighty has explained that He will support the truth through guidance and victory. In this context, Allah says, Say, it is Allah who gives guidance towards truth. And say, truth has now arrived and falsehood perished, for falsehood by its nature bound to perish. Nay, we hurl the truth against falsehood. As to the term insan, which means mankind, man and person. It has been mentioned in the Holy Quran 65 times in different positions scattering between Surah 4 to Surah 103. Thus it has been reported in the Quran that with it we may give life to a dead land and uh, slake the thirst and slake the thirst of things we have created. Also Allah does wish or doth wish to lighten your burdens for man was created weak in resolution it has been also reported in the quran by the time verily man is in loss except such as have faith and do righteous deeds and join together in the mutual enjoining of truth and of patience and constancy the plural of insan man is nas people so the term also means people In this context, the term has been mentioned in the Quran 241 times. To this reference, it is said in the Quran, of the people there are some who say we believe in Allah and the last day, but they do not really believe. Also, the term Nas means mankind. Allah says in the last chapter of the Quran, say, I seek refuge with the Lord and cherisher of mankind, the king or ruler of mankind, the God or judge of mankind, from the mischief of the whisperer of evil who withdraws after his whisper, who whisper, who whisper into the hearts of mankind. The plural form of insan is also uh, ins as opposed to jinns or jinn. In this uh, context has been ordained in the Quran, 
Likewise did we make for every messenger an enemy, Satans among men and jinns, inspiring each other with flowery discourses by way of deception. Also true, there were persons among mankind who took shelter uh, with persons among the jinns, but they increased them into further error. The creation of man as a human being has been narrated in the Quran as follows. Man we did create from a quintessence of clay. Then we placed him as a drop of sperm in a place of rest firmly fixed. Then we made the sperm into a clot of congealed blood. Then of that clot we made a fetus lump. Then we made out of that lump bones and clothed the bones with the flesh. Then we developed out of it another creature, so blessed Allah, the best to create. This is just a brief note of how the term haq and insan is mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah. 2. Definition of human rights as prescribed by secular legislation. There are different definitions for human rights as defined by various schools of thought. In order to avoid pro- prolixity, I will only consider two schools that dealt with the definition of human rights. The first one relates human rights to the notion of common freedoms, whereas the other one believes that the concept of human rights is an independent concept and must not be mixed with the notion of freedoms. A. The definition of human rights as conceived by the first school. This is the European School for Human Rights. The proponents of this school assert that the concept of human rights is a new notion that covers what has been known now as common entitlements of rights and freedoms. This school of thought was established in Europe in the 18th century and 19th century. It includes most of the contemporary European scholars of European constitutional jurisprudence. From this school came out the contemporary American thought of human rights. The proponents of this school concede that human rights are common freedoms, i.e. entitlements that are available for the choice for the choice of the people within a certain system of government. These entitlements can be freely and willingly practiced by the people without fear, deception, coercion, or threat. Human rights are specific entitlements of different types and spectrum that are enacted by the legislature under certain conditions of thought so as to be practiced by secular arrangements. Or it is a position given to the individual that it will allow him not to be prevented by the public authority to practice certain acts. This means that the essence of human rights is the commitment of the public authority to refrain from Uh, intervening with the physical and moral activities of the individual. Freedom can also be interpreted as the free acknowledgement of the individual without being subjected to any external pressure or manipulation to determine his conduct by himself. Based on the above definitions, we can determine the distinctive characteristics of human rights as common freedoms in view of the notions proposed by those scholars. According to this concept, human rights are related to the concept of freedom. B. Second school for interpretation of human rights apart from freedom. In addition to the previous school that relates the concept of human rights to the concept of freedom, another school emerged after the Second World War in the terrain of human rights. 
This school rejected the notion to mix between human rights and common freedoms. The proponents of the school believe that freedom is the capability to do something or the ability to refrain from doing something. That is to say, the individual is not subjected to act in accordance with certain authoritative imperatives of the state. This is why freedoms are said to be public, not because they are practiced by all people, but because they are practiced by vis-a-vis the state. Human rights are derived from the concept of right, which is much wider than freedom, as it includes freedom. There are certain rights which cannot be said or interpreted as freedoms, e.g. the right for social insurance, whereas all freedoms necessarily include the right for doing something right to freedom. The meaning of right according to this school is totally different from the common meaning known to positive uh, to positivist. The advocates of this school believe that right is the interest that is protected by law, whether or not such right is pertaining to the individual as a human, i.e. for the sake of humanity or not. There are rights established by law for individuals without being considered as human rights. Based on the foregoing premises, based on the foregoing premises, human rights can be defined as rights that are to be recognized to the interests of the individual for the simple fact of being a human being. They are different from secular rights in the sense that they do not require legal protection so that they can be claimed for. The aforementioned review of the concept of a human rights in Islamic law and secular law, it is clear from this that the concept of a human rights in Islam is specific and well defined in the Quran and Sunnah, whereas the concept of a human rights in the Western thought is subject to different schools of interpretations which so far have not reached a consensus for a comprehensive definition of a human rights. This is a brief introduction to the concept of human rights. The main thesis of this book is to deal with the rights recognized for the individual and the rules that were established for the maintenance and protection of these rights so that people can carry out the message of their creation and achieve the objectives of their lives as prescribed by Allah, the Almighty. What was the position of man before the advent of Islam and the tenets of Sharia for the protection of humanity? All these issues as well as other issues will be the main theme of this uh, book. Second, historical background on human rights uh, through history. A. Islam established human rights some 14 centuries ago. While the world was roaming in ignorance and darkness, ruled by force and hegemony, lacking logic and justice, the message of Islam was revealed to synthesize the worldly matters of man and to organize his relation with his Lord and his mates. It also establishes the principles of the political, social, cultural, and civil rights of man. Islam has honored man by gathering him Uh, by granting him freedom of thought, freedom of uh, religion, as well as political freedom. Also, Islam has established some rights that have not been recognized so far by the 20th century legislatures. The principles laid down by Islam for the protection of human dignity and his human rights are still beyond the reach of human reason. If we make a comparison between what has been established by Islam and what was reached to what was reached by secularism and human reason, 
we will realize that the Islamic principles in the domain of human rights are superior by virtue of being just and righteous. They established some rights that are unique and not available in any other system, and likewise they maintained the dignity and humanity of man. As Sheikh Muhammad al-Ghazali puts it, the final principles laid down by mankind for the protection and maintenance of the dignity of man has been the primary concern of Islam. The UDHR is just a reiteration of the subtle teachings received by Muslims from the great human uh, and the final messenger, the Holy Prophet Muhammad bin Abdul, Abdullah, may peace and blessing of Allah be upon him. Within the same context, the High Islamic Council on its Universal Declaration on Human Rights says Islam has enacted in depth and magnitude human rights since 1400 years ago. It safeguards these rights through sufficient and effective protective measures. It reforms the society in accordance with the principles and bases that ingrain these rights and underpin them. It is clear from this that human rights have been stipulated in Quran and Sunnah before they were documented in the International Covenant some 1400 years ago. In his farewell speech while performing his last Hajj, Prophet Muhammad declared and established human rights when he said, O mankind, be aware that your Lord is one and that your Father is one. You all belong to Adam and Adam was made of clay. Be aware that the best of you in the sight of Allah is the one who is most righteous. There is no honor for an Arab against an un-Arab except for righteousness. By this indoctrination, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, had preceded the declaration of human rights that were embedded in the principles of American and French revolutions as well as the UDHR passed by the UN in 1948. In his blessed speech, Prophet Muhammad, the messenger for all mankind, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, declared the position of Islam towards human rights very clearly. According to these perspectives, people are equal in the common human value. He was reported to have said that people are like the teeth of a calm in terms of equality. There must be no, there must be no preferences among people except for piety on the basis of their good deeds as well as what each of them accomplishes for his Lord, himself, his nation, and the human community. Through these teachings, Islam has eradicated sectarianism, racism, and preferences among people on the basis of race and origin. Allah ordains in the Quran, O mankind, we created you from a single pair of a male and a female, and made you into nations and tribes that you may know each other, not that you may despise each other. Verily, the most honored of you in the sight of Allah is he who is the most righteous of you. Islam has transferred man from partisanship and bigotry of tribalism, clan, faction, race, and color to much wider parameters of a humanity that is attributed to one origin. These differences are not supposed to drive people for separation, antagonism, and hostility. Rather, they should make them cooperate and know each other. Islam does not lay out abstract theories, but Islamic history reported that these doctrines were precisely implemented during the Prophet epoch and era of the rightly guided caliphs, as well as other luminous Islamic eras. When Abu Dhar al-Ghafari had an argument with Bilal ibn Rabah, the former called the former called the latter, the son of the black woman. When the Prophet heard 
this insult, he got angry and said, This is too much. There is no honor for the son of the white lady against the son of the black lady except for piety and righteousness. Upon hearing this, Abu Dhar placed his cheek on the ground and asked Bilal to put his foot on his cheek. Thus, it is quite evident that according to Islam, human beings everywhere are equal. Unlike the contemporary civilization, Islam does not recognize any superiority based on white or black color or African or European origin. The present civilization that takes pride in the universal declaration of human rights can be described as the civilization of nationalism and racism because racial discrimination is still widely practiced in most parts of developed and underdeveloped world.